Hello, it's Betsy, and here's the lineup for the Pop and Collars feed in February 2021. Yes, you've made it to the second month of 2021. Good job. Video may have killed the radio star, but it did not kill our topic on this month's Pop and Collars. We pick our most memorable music videos. We've got a new show in the feed this month. It's called The Canon. Listen to us go toe-to-toe as we attempt to draft the ultimate collection of movies from the filmography of Robin Williams. Greg and I are just getting started with the movies of 1990 on Going on 30. This month, we're checking out the winner of the 1991 Oscar for Best Picture, Dances with Wolves. Finally, The Sacred Six continues this month with our deep dive into The Wire. We're exploring the controversy of the port storyline in season two with the episode Bad Dreams. Thanks for listening and keep those collars popped. It's like Frank Sabatka says, I need to get clean. This is the Sacred Six. Welcome to the Sacred Six. Sometimes an item in pop culture is just too big for one podcast episode, and that's where the show steps in. I'm your host, Greg Knight. With me are our special guests, Betsy Carmody. How are you, Betsy? I'm doing all right. And Eric Metoye. What's up, Eric? Living the dream on a sunny day in San Fran. Mm-hmm. We continue to re-up on episodes of The Wire, and this month we find ourselves at season two, episode 11, Bad Dreams. Betsy, catch us up. What do we need to know about season two of The Wire? Um, the number one question is, where have all the black people gone? That is, is true. Question <laughs> about season two. The show so, got white quick. We got what? Yes. Right? What is HBO doing? This is the worst. So we're focusing on the docs. We're learning a lot about how illegal trade comes into the city of Baltimore, whether that be drugs or sex trafficking or stolen Mercedes Benzes or high end appliances, whatever you may need. The Greeks tend to have it. And so they are really the power behind and will kind of wield their pawns, as we talked about in the last episode, to get what they to get what they need. And so what they need is the mechanism to get it in, and then they need a mechanism of distribution. And so that's how they connect to our friends that we've met in season one. So it it gets us kind of almost taking a flashback to like where's the source of the goods that is causing the violence and addiction in Baltimore and the police to then have to police it. Yeah, with some stevedores, some classy right. stevedores. So classy. <laughs> so that's so appropriate for San Francisco. I'm appreciating this. <laughs> so all about Back it. to the longshoremen. That's right. Uh, Eric, what's our best scene from episode 11, Bad Dreams? When Omar goes to meet uh, the assassin. Yeah, Brother Muzon. Yes. Brother Muzon. Brother Muzon. And Omar's got the perfect setup. Omar's been been told this is the, this is the man who did Brandon wrong. Brandon getting killed is part of the game, as we talked about in our previous episode on about season one. But Brandon getting tortured was not part of the game. That was personal. And that's why Omar was going after Brother Mazone. And he got shots. And they have a conversation. And you see Omar's getting ready to make the coup de grace. And suddenly he 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 takes the trigger finger off the trigger 
And he says, you'll be all right. And he calls 911 on him. Suddenly it hits him on, he's been played. Mm-hmm. It's not right. And not he's right. recognizing somebody's not playing the game by the rules of the game. So somebody's playing with the game. And I think that's going to be a setup for the rest for, for the rest of the series. But for me, that was a crucial scene of the people who know how the game is being played. Suddenly recognize the game isn't being played. Yeah, I love that because um, for the hitters, for the hard hitters, right? Um, the stick up man like Omar and the hired gun from New York, Brother Muzone, there's a code, there's an honor system to this. And if you color outside of the lines, you're not doing it right. What about you, Betsy? What's the best scene from Bad Dreams? It Maybe it's a string of them with kind of this this slide of Frank Sabaka. He is arrested. He does his court appearance. He he needs to go visit his son, who's now in prison for shooting someone and killing them. That He had been this guy at, at the beginning of the season, full of hope, full of, you know, we got this, we're lobbying this, we've got the money moving through here, and we're going to be able to make change, we're going to do the dredging, we're going to save this industry, you know, this kind of pushing things forward, whether he's kind of doing things on the up and up, eh, you know, but his, his, his ends are going to justify the means. And as that starts just leaking away from him and he's done and then makes the choice of choosing his family over choosing to be with the police, which ends up being his demise. Me, I should have known better. I put you up with him for what? For what? You know what that is, Nikki, do you? A condominium. I ain't going down there. What I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna talk with the police. You can't do that. Why not? They wanna meet with us on Ziggy. They can lean on that witness. That kid that he shot, the one that was there in the store. Kid's gonna say that Double G had the gun. Ziggy could walk, Uncle Frank. He could. And for that, they want what? Loyalty. I'll hear him out. I don't drive. No, it's just me. You ain't dealing with those guys no more. Go home! So he's chosen his code, but do you think he's realized that he's playing a game? Does he finally realize that he's playing a game which is stacked against him. He thinks he's got the rules, but at the end of the day, you just bought a condo in the granary. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the question is, what is in his mind as he's walking down to do that meeting with the Greek under the bridge? Mm-hmm. You know, does he think, you know, okay, I've had to make a hard choice here and I'm choosing the one that's going to mean survival for as many people as possible. I don't know whether he sees it as like the Hail Mary, but I think he's realized that the system is is stacked against him. Yeah, he does what he does for his union and his family. And I think it's you're totally right, Eric. It's built on a house of cards and he's just trying to see it through. And when it all starts falling, it all just collapses out from under him. It wasn't built on anything sturdy. This makes me think about 2016 and the election and who does Make America Great Again appeal to? It's people like Frank Sabaka. It's people in, in industries where they can point to this time of like, it was good then. You asked at the beginning, where did all the black people go? What I really appreciated about this is this is Baltimore, but this is the allegory for urban life, especially urban life in parts of the world where we come from and where we serve the upper Midwest, the East Coast, the industrial parts of the South, where the transition was unequal. Let's face it, we've had four years of a roaring stock market that's bang- that's banging its way back and our unemployment's rising. So somebody's making money, the economy's looking good, but people don't still don't have jobs. Mm-hmm. And this is where that 2016 Republican support comes from or from the people who don't have jobs and yet somehow think they're supposed to be gaining from this money train. Let's get back to the chess game and let's talk about a big idea for this episode which I think is the Rooks, because I think that, you know, just like D'Angelo said, the castle, castle's like the stash, right? It's got to keep moving. And I think that what season two does and what this episode does, especially when the cops are following who they think is the Greek, and you realize that they're totally out of their depth. They don't know anything about anything when it comes to how drugs get into the city of Baltimore. And so it makes me wonder... How do we understand the scope of the game uh, in light of this episode? If you look at season one, this is Baltimore. If you look at season two, the package is coming in from Le Havre in France. The girls are coming from Eastern Europe and the people on the boats use them just like they're going to be used in the States. This is now international. Mm-hmm. And, the point of, and the point of rather the work of the stevedores is making the game work. We don't make things, which means that nothing's going out of the port. The granary is no longer shipping grain from the Midwest. That's going out of another port. So what are they doing? They're importing the product to go into the criminal trade of the street of Baltimore. Shifting cans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shifting cans. Mm -hmm. And since we don't have a beat on Vondas and the Greek, we just don't have them or see what their real potential is. They just tear up passports and become the the stat the rook changes identity and just you know then Mm. becomes something else because they're just and they're just looking for an outlet for their product terrifying quote from this season i guess it's not in this episode i guess it's in the last episode it's when the greek says i'm not even greek you know and it just it it shows you that what you (laughs) thought you knew about this whole you don't know anything about this whole system it is veiled in darkness well and to now even imagine this game now 20 years after the show almost who are the pawns <sighs> because at the end of at the end of this season is when think about it the cops are looking to continue the wire and play their game the baltimore cops and they bring in the fbi but the fbi is their department of justice and their game is 
busting up unions. Mm -hmm. That's all they care about is to break the union, to close it down. The Greek and Vondas, their their game is to play the product. And then still out on the street, we've got little Joe and we've got we've got uh, Stringer working for Avon, and that game's still getting played out according to the product that comes off the docks of Baltimore. And the longshoremen just want to keep their jobs. They don't even want to know what's inside the cans. Mm -hmm. They're all playing a game, and they are all, at this point, pawns, because the Greek and Vondas and the FBI agent are playing a much bigger game that they're not telling anyone about. Some people are playing for much higher stakes than others. Yeah, that's when it becomes terrifying. Except for that last stake, which was, who gets to put the stained glass window in the church? The police union. That's a union we like. (laughs) So a fun fact about this episode. This was written by George Pelicanos, who usually writes every sort of penultimate episode of The Wire. George Pelicanos, a famous novelist, brilliant writer. He's Greek, obviously. And so he picked the music. That was played in this episode. I looked it up again. I went in, I went in down a Wikipedia hole (laughs) with this Greek artist. I was like, what is this song about? Was it it's a love song? And I was like, oh, I wanted it to be some other hidden meaning in there. All right, Betsy, who's the MVP of the episode? (sighs) Betsy, you think, and I got mine. Okay, you go. Give me time to breathe. Because for me, it's the Greek, because at the end of the day, he says, I'm not even Greek. By following the Greek, you realize that this is not Baltimore. He's the world coming to Baltimore. He's got a bigger game. For me, it's really this the the work of Frank. Uh, I'm going to go with Frank Sabaka. Yeah. And just the demise of him as a character. And there's that moment when Frank is just beating on that chain link fence. He's like, he'd say, I'm going to the police. I'm getting this done. And Nick's like, well, there's another way. And then just knowing that he is trapped. And there's the granary looming in the background. <laughs> yeah, that that work. You know uh, what those are, Nikki? Those are condos. Those are condos. And then <laughs> as he walks down under that bridge, and the Greek turns to Vondos and says, "Your way." After getting the call from the FBI guy. I mean, damn. And you know, we should say that I think if you if you're a fan of The Wire. I definitely recommend the book, All the Pieces Matter. Awesome on audiobook. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how I ingest many books. And so it's all the behind, some of the behind the scenes of the series, talking to all the actors and the writers and producers. And that some of the actors had the same feeling about this switch that comes in season two. And, you know, you know, hashtag why are so white? Like, why are we doing this? What's going on? And that then it took some time. And some, some of the actors were really pissed. There's a great exchange with the actress who plays um, Craig's and just really being able to kind of talk about why is the series making this move to look at the greater picture of the game. Awesome. Thanks guys. That is it. Another episode in the books. Boom. In the pocket. (laughs) Uh, Next up will be season three, episode seven called back burners. We're headed to Hamsterdam next time. I love traveling. I love travel. (laughs) Do I get points? You get points. We'll see you then. Bye. Peace out.